How many of you guys enjoyed the uh, revival meetings um, that we had? I want to encourage you, don't allow, don't allow that same spirit of revival to depart from you. Continue to pursue, continue to pursue the Lord um, because he's not done yet. Amen. Um, amen. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. Amen. Let me just find a good launching point here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Did you guys, anybody notice during these uh, revival meetings that we had that just before the revival meetings, it seems like everything kind of got crazy. People started getting sick and things started coming up. And it was the same for us. The very same thing happened with us. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate because part of what we have to realize as a born-again believer is that anytime that God wants to do something, obstacles are going to come up. A hundred thousand percent of the time, obstacles are going to come up. And what we have to do is we have to put things in check and recognize when the enemy is trying to distract us. Amen. We're going to talk about that. Um, so when God shows up, obstacles are always going to come to keep us from getting the place that God wants us to end up. Um, so we know sickness tried to rise up. Your family will try to rise up. Your kids will start to act out. Amen. We got to be a witness to some of that. Um, you get tired. Amen. I think that we all hit that place of getting tired, overly tired. Uh, work gets busy. You know, my job, are we already recording? I got to be careful how I say this then. Um, my job is easy. Um, I don't do a whole lot. Amen. <laughs> That's the kind of job that you want to have, where you get paid well and you don't work too hard. At least I do. I tell Ayla and Ayla's family this too. Um, everybody thinks it's funny. I'm being serious though. Um, I believe that God built me for retirement. Amen. I believe I was fashioned to relax. Amen. I believe that that's, that's really, it's the truth. I believe that that's, that's what he created me for was to chill out. Amen. Um, <laughs> it's true. Hey, Ted, also too, we don't have to talk too loud. Ted can hear us again. Amen. That's a testimony. <laughs> and he's back at church. Amen. We didn't know what condition Ted was going to come back in. I said, I didn't know if he was going to come back all tattooed up, piercings. and <laughs> He thought about it, but decided not to at the last minute. Amen. But during revival, all, things got all kinds of crazy. And as a, as a believer, we have to begin to recognize and decide what we're going to do about those things. Um, something did happen during revival. A few things, actually. One of those things is sickness tried to jump on us, both of us. And, you know, you're tempted to sit back. And I know some of us did. This isn't a rebuke. So, well, I mean, if you feel bad, you probably should. But it's this truly not meant to be a rebuke. But you know, when sickness tries to rise up in us, thank God that Ayla's this way. I make jokes about it to be a pain because that's my personality. That's what I like to do. But I thank God that Ayla's this way because sickness, I'll tell Ayla, oh man, my head hurts. And she'll be like, healed people don't have headaches. And I'm like, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for like, rub my shoulders or something, you know, give me a glass of water, get, grab me some Tylenol, relax with me a little bit. She's like, no, I can't do that. Because her, her convictions do not allow her to give sympathy to sickness. And thank God. Um, but sickness tried to jump on us. And, you know, immediately we begin to recognize that we're like, no, we can't put up with this. You know, the second that we stepped foot in this building, all those symptoms of sickness went away. 
So we have to be careful that we don't allow the enemy to convince us of, of a false reality. Because that's, a tr- that's the truth of all sickness. Sickness is a false reality. That's not real. Sickness is not your truth. That's not your walk. That's not, that's not what, what, what God allows to work in you. That's not the life that we live as a believer. Um, so anytime sickness tries to jump on you, you have to put that in check. You have to remind yourself and to be stirred up. Marissa, do you have something you need to share with everybody? Okay. <laughs> but anytime sickness tries to rise up, anytime sickness tries to rise up, we have to put it in check. Amen. Amen. Man, Miss Rhonda, that, that book that you showed us got me stirred up today. Ministry of a Prophet. Amen. It got me all stirred up. But we, we have to begin to talk. We have to begin to adjust our attitudes and, and, and command circumstance to be what it is that God, God desires for us. So circumstance tried to rise up against us just like it tries to rise up against you, everybody else that's here. I know Carolyn, she was fighting a battle. Many of us were fighting a battle. We had dinner with Rachel and Brandon last night. They were fighting a battle during revival, which, praise the Lord, dinner was incredible, by the way. Amen. Um, but everybody, I think, was really fighting this battle during revival. But unfortunately, there were some people that gave place rather than took their place. Amen. So we have to be careful what we allow um, during those seasons where God's trying to pour his spirit out. I said something uh, to Ayla, and again, I'm really not, I'm not trying to rebuke anybody because this is it's not my heart. That's not what I'm trying to do here. But, you know, for a church that's crying out for revival, there sure was a whole lot of people that missed out on revival. And we can't allow ourselves, that, we can't allow ourselves to draw back from what God has for us. We can't allow ourselves to draw back from where the spirit's leading us. Amen. Um, one of those days during revival, um, as I think most of you know, my wife Ayla, she is pregnant. Amen. It, I don't even remember how many weeks. I keep wanting to be like, you're like 11 weeks, right? 13 weeks. She's been 11 weeks for three weeks now. <laughs> so she's 13 weeks pregnant, and we found out we were trying, and we were trusting the Lord, believing God, exercising our faith, saying that we were exercising our faith some of the time, and it wasn't faith at all. And we realized that, and the Lord... I'm trying not to get into all that because I don't want to take too much time talking about that. But the Lord really gave us a revelation. Um, he spoke to us and said, uh, stop trying and start doing. And I'm like, amen, let's get this thing done. I wish Cherie was here so we could give her credit. But Cherie literally, this might be too much information, but Cherie literally prayed for Ayla. She's like, the Lord told me to pray and uh, to, to declare some things over you. And she prayed at a women's meeting, right? <laughs> I know you're going to get mad. I'm going to say it anyways. And we honestly, I'm 99.9% sure that that is the night that the baby was conceived. No joke. I know it's a little t- TMI, but just truthful. That's truthful because God, he really gave us a revelation. <laughs> We're going to end up having to talk about that later. Amen. But I think it's important that people know. I think it's important that people know the, the truth, that, that God, when he gives you a revelation, that that's it. It's settled. It's done. You know, faith, when it comes to faith, the manifestation of God's promise is irrelevant when you're in faith. The manifestation doesn't matter because faith sees it done. Faith sees it finished. So what we begin to do, we begin to say, we begin to say, we're we're pregnant. Ayla's pregnant. This is it. It's done. It's finished. There's no other choice. We're about to have to start buying diapers. We're, we need to start. Get, let's get on Amazon. We're, we're going to start picking things out right now. Let's get on Amazon. We'll start making a list. And it felt so stupid because we were so frustrated. 
of trying and trying and trying and not seeing the results of us trying. So we go to Indiana, and over there, you know, they're an hour ahead. We woke everybody up, calling them early in the morning. We're like, Ayla woke me up. Um, I mean, it was probably 5 o'clock in the morning. She's like, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, don't forget the test. You got to take the test. She's like, I got to pee so bad. I'm, trying, I'm half asleep trying to get the plastic wrapper off the box. <laughs> She's like, I can't do it. I can't. You're doing. You're taking this test. You, so we finally got it done. She sends me a picture, and I'm, you know, my eyes are all cloudy, and I'm like, is that two? What does this mean? Is two lines good or is two lines bad? What does this mean? She's like, it says I'm pregnant. I'm like, I'm coming down there. You're lying. Are you, are you for real right now? I think I made her take like five other tests. I'm like, I just. I just need to see it. I need to see it. Amen. So all of, all of that happened, and immediately we became instantly aware that we were not prepared at all for a child, other than, you know, in the spirit. Uh, we didn't, that baby's not going to fit in our one-bedroom apartment. Amen. When we had that, that leak happen, and we became, it became crystal clear that there was no possible way that that could happen. So about Labor Day, right? It was Labor Day. We went, and uh, we were just going to look at this neighborhood that we had looked at before, and I told Ayla, I'm like, don't get your hopes up. We're not in the place to do anything about this. We just need to wait. You know, I'm God's man of faith and power talking right here. Like, don't get your hopes up. Don't even, it's not going to happen. We just need to go and look. And we go and look. And as soon as we got there, I knew, this is it. We're doing this. We, we put the earnest money down that day and um, began the process. They just started uh, building just three, three or four days ago. Um, so we're building a house and amen. Thank God. So we're getting things ready, prepared for this baby. And this is, you know, during revival that this is happening. I'm sharing a testimony. Stay with me. There's a lot of information I got to get across to, to tell the rest of this story. But during revival this whole day, I think that was a Friday, this, the past, the last Friday of revival, um, I was praying, and I prayed all day long, because I've been working for moments, so I just prayed. I was praying, I'm like, Lord, pour your spirit. I need you. I need you. what All that you have, God, I'm in need of. Everything that you have, I need. I need you to demonstrate your spirit to me. I need wisdom. I need you to speak to me. I need guidance. And how many of you know when you pray prayers like that, you're expecting something to happen? My expectation was through the roof. I'm like, the wind's going to blow. The rain's going to fall. I mean, it's going to... God is pouring out his spirit tonight. I know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. I'm all stirred up. We're talking about it during the day. And I, um, I had a question for our lender, so I give him a call. Bad idea. That was one of the worst mistakes that I've ever made, getting over there in faith and then calling a lender and ha hearing what they have to say about things. It was terrible. She's like, rates are the highest that they've ever been. This is probably the worst day that you could even call me because rates are so high today. This is the worst day. I mean, you don't even want to be talking. I'm about to give you the worst possible news. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so she's talking to me and she's like, we're, we're not, I'm going to give you these numbers and it, you're not going to like it. This you, quoted interest rates right here. I'm like, that's like 2% higher than what we talked about last. She's like, well, we talked like six months ago, right? I'm like, no, we talked a month, a single month ago. What, what are you talking about? Um, this is how much you're going to need to close. That's gone up. Um, you know, all of, the, all of this bad news. So I get off the phone with her. This was about 4.30. We came over here about 5 o'clock. Ayla's on her way home, and I'm like, I'm stressed out. I need to talk to you. I'm stressed. And she's, she's talking to me, and we're talking. I'm like, they gave us this bad news. We need to rethink some things here because I'm not trying to go into something 
and get, like what David said, I'm not trying to go into something and be in a bad, bad place, especially with a baby on the way. Um, you know, people keep telling us that baby, they're about to consume all of the money that you have. That baby's going to take it. Not my baby. I refuse that. <laughs> Amen. I reject that. That's not, that's, not, that's not the truth of our life. But so all of these things for about 30 minutes are going through my mind. I'm like, this is, all of my dreams are coming crashing down right now. This is it. It's, that's, that's really what we were talking. We we're both down in the dumps about it. It was only 30 minutes, though, so it, we did pretty good. So we get, Ayla gets home. We get in the car, and I'm just praying. I'm like, Lord... I know I heard your voice today. I know I heard your voice. I need direction. I especially need direction now. If I need to back out of this thing and go a different direction, I need to know that like three weeks ago. Um, so we're praying, and as, while we're praying, the Lord begins to speak to me. Thank God the Lord began to speak to me. So we show up here at the church, and Pastor Ziggy, he gave us some wisdom too, but the Lord began to talk, and the Lord revealed, he said, you know, this is the attempt of the enemy to distract you. And I'm like, dang, and he, it worked for about 30 minutes. He had me. I, my mind was completely off of the things of God for a whole half hour. As I'm pursuing the spirit of God, my mind is completely off of what God has for me. And I begin to just praise God. I'm like, Lord, I'm not going to worry about that right now. We talked about it. We're like, we're not going to worry about that. The Lord's going to take care of us. Everything that we have need of, he has. If he has it, he can get it to us, period. Interest rates can be 30%, and God will still provide to us everything that we need to facilitate all that we have. Amen. Amen. So that's what we begin to declare, and uh, we're trusting the Lord for uh, down payment assistance because it's, I mean, it's free money. So we're, we're, we really would like that because it would set us up to go into our house with... Um, a lot of money in the bank, a lot of, a lot of money saved up. So to, to do that, I needed to adjust some things, get my credit up, and uh, I'm like, I don't even know if we're going to qualify for that. Right before service, I checked, you know, Credit Karma, and I checked, my credit score went up 44 points. Praise the Lord. And I just felt like that was the Lord. He's like, I got you. Don't worry. I got you. Amen. So during revival, all of these things try to rise up against us, but we have to begin, we have to recognize when God is trying to get something across to us and something comes up in our way, you don't yield yourself to the thing that tries to stop you. You don't yield yourself to what it is that's coming against you. You're like, oh, darn it. There's an obstacle there. I guess I'm going to have to go home. No, that's not, the, that's not what we do. That's not the God that we serve. We have to take a stand. Amen. Amen. He wants you distracted. He wants you to get caught up in what you see and not what God has said. Amen. Amen. Let me skip ahead in my notes here just a little bit. Amen. What he said. And we know what he said. We know what he's declared in his word. We know that we serve a God of superabundance. Amen. We serve a God that will provide to you. He desires to provide everything that you have need of. You know, God never established things so your job would be your source of wealth. Your job was never meant to be your source of wealth. God was always meant to be your, your supplier of everything that you have need of. Your job is your source of seed. God is your source of wealth. Amen. And we have to keep that in check because it's tempting. It's tempting at times when they're offering double, triple overtime. Amen. It's tempting when they're offering significantly more money uh, to, to, to work some extra hours. But we have to remember, not, not saying that's a bad thing, but what I'm saying is we have to remember that God is our source, period. Oh, yeah. I used to work at Paycom, and I worked 50 million hours of overtime all the time. Hated that. Um, 
And now I refuse. I'm not working overtime for nothing. If God has some extra he wants to get across to me uh, during a pay period, he's going to have to get it across to me because I'm not working the extra. I've worked all the overtime for a lifetime. I'm good. Um, But we have to resist the temptation to rely on overtime, to rely on our job, to rely on a bonus. because that's, that's not the plan of God for your life. God's plan for your life is to provide everything that you have need of. Amen. Amen. So when that started happening about the house, the Lord began to speak to me, and he said, you have no business getting caught up in the world system. The lender, uh, the housing market, interest rates, all that stuff, that's the world system. I have no place in the world system. And anytime I get involved in the world system, I always get the short end of the stick. Amen? Anytime we involve ourselves in something we have no business in, you're always going to get the short end. Amen? Um, The world system was never created for you to win. It was always created for you to stay under. Amen? Uh, Something else that the Lord encouraged me about was this, was, and this, this was big faith for me, but he began to talk to us, and because I, I was thinking about interest rates, and the Lord said this, he said, you won't have an interest rate if you pay cash. And I'm like, Lord, that whole paying cash thing's not looking too good right now. I mean, we got four months. He's like, I could do anything. I could do anything, period. I can do anything. So we're, we're believing God, we're trusting the Lord, and we're, we're believing his promise. Um, this year, God has blessed us. It doesn't make sense, the amount that we have been able to give, the amount that we've been able to sow. We have sown all that we have saved for a house, I think three different times now. We would save it all up and sow it. And we'd save it all up and we'd sow it. And this is the most we've saved. If he wants it, he can have it, but I kind of hope he lets us hang on to it. <laughs> But that's, that's, that's what we decided. At the beginning of this, we, we hit a time where our finances more than doubled monthly. Our finances more than doubled monthly uh, towards the beginning of this year. And the Lord began to bless my detailing business, I mean, in an insane way. I mean, it's really just been insane. So we started hearing the Lord, and he started telling us to sow, and it's like, why are we sowing so much right now? At the time, it didn't make sense. At the time, we didn't know why. And now it's crystal clear. He was setting us up for this season. He was setting us up for success so that in this season, we could receive our harvest. We could receive what what he put back for us, what was laid up for us. Amen? Amen. Let me go here. But we have to resist the temptation to get into the world system. Amen. We have to resist the, we have to resist the temptation to do it the world's way. Um, we have to do it God's way. Part of God's way is sowing and reaping. Um, you know, people get hung up on sowing. Well, all they want is money. No, but there's another promise in there, reaping. We have, to, we have to remember that. Keep that in mind. As you sow, remember, trust the Lord, believe God, that whatsoever you sow, you will also reap. That God... Uh, will bring men and women to sow into you, um, amen, with the same measure that it's, that it's uh, met out, it'll be measured unto you again, amen, that's uh, Luke, part of Luke 638, I'm not going there, we're just going to quote it real quick, um, let me read a scripture here, Deuteronomy chapter 6, so what we're talking about today is God's promise, we're, we're talking about pressing on and pressing past the garbage that comes up as we serve the Lord. Amen? Because we know things come up. So one, one truth is this. It doesn't matter what they say. 
they being the world, circumstance, your body, whatever the, the situation is. When we go and pray for the sick at the hospital, which we're doing on Friday, by the way, uh, so join us. Remember you told me to mention that. Um, join us Friday. We're going to the hospital to minister to the sick. Um, I tell people, nearly every person that I pray for, I tell them, the doctors are going to have a report. Your families are going to have a report. Your body's going to have a report. Your dog's going to have a report. Everybody's going to have a report, but whose report are you going to believe? Because we have, I mean, maybe two minutes to stir people's faith up, to try to get them to the place, not where, not just where they'll receive their healing, but they'll, they'll keep their healing. Because um, we desire to see, we're not, you know, some people go to the hospital and they go and they're like, Lord, just bless this family. That's not us. We desire to, to raise up the sick out of their, off of their deathbeds and lead them out of the hospital, never to return again. That's our desire is to see the sick healed. And we don't see anybody else doing that when we go to the hospital. Carolyn, do you ever see anybody else doing that when we go to the hospital? You may see a couple people going and, you know, they're, they're reading uh, people's last rites and things like that. Uh, but nobody, nobody is doing what we're doing when it comes to the hospital ministry, which I think is awesome. I think it's a good testimony um, that we were led by the Spirit to do that. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 6. And when the Lord your God brings, uh, verse 10, and when the Lord your God brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, to give you, amen, say that, to give you, with great and good cities that you did not build, and houses full of all good things that you did not fill, amen, and cisterns that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant, and when you eat and are full, amen. And that was verse 11 as well. So that scripture talks about the children of Israel, amen, going into a land, um, living in houses that they did not build. You know what that, that saying is? God provides, amen. And if he could do that for them, he could do it for me. And we know that that's the truth. We know that that's the truth. We can go to the uh, New Testament, Romans chapter 8, because we know, that, we know that this word is true. We talked about this while we were trying to conceive um, this is one scripture that we talked about often, uh, Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that all things work together for, for good to them that love God. Amen? We know all things work together for our good. So anytime that something doesn't look like it's working together for your good, you need to remind yourself and remind your circumstance, remind the devil that God's word says that all things work together for my good, period. Amen? So we've, we have gone through kind of a season where Ayla's car is, has acted up, um, nothing major, just a lot of little annoying things like a crack in the windshield. Couldn't just be like a little chip in the windshield. It had to be a crack that goes all the way across the windshield. Um, her air conditioner went out, so I ordered the part that was needed for her air conditioner. I look up how to, how to repair that part. You have to take the whole dash apart. I'm like, Lord, okay. So I ordered the part. We wait for three months, and then I call them to find out where the part is, and they told me, we don't produce that part anymore. Oh my gosh. You know, it's tempting to say, why does this always happen? Why is this always happening to me? That's probably the dumbest thing that you could possibly say in a situation like that. You have to resist the temptation to let dumb things come out of your mouth. Amen. So we, we, we've tried our best to do that. Um, but, you know, just on a side note, how are they going to stop making a part that's going in current model infinities? That doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense. But that's the kind of stuff that happens when you're in pursuit of God. The enemy tries to get you distracted with things like that to get hung up on something. So I went to eBay. The part came in the other day. Amen. It's about to get fixed. 
about to get a new windshield too. Amen. <laughs> but the enemy, he, he tries to distract you. So when those things come up, you have to remind yourself, remind your circumstance, remind the enemy that all things work together, period. Period. The Lord may have somebody with a windshield. They may be holding it, running to our apartment right now, trying to get it across to us. They, God will do whatever he has to do to provide us with all that we have need of. If he can do it for the prophet through a widowed woman, through that desolate place, then he can do it for me through whatever means necessary. Amen. Amen. So in your pursuit of revival, remember, that's, that's what we're pursuing. We're pursuing his abundance. We're pursuing all that he has. Not, not just finance, not just wealth, him. We're pursuing him, all that he is. Amen. We're pursuing all that he is. So as circumstance rises up trying to keep you from that, put things in check. Put things in their proper place. Get off of Facebook if you have to. Amen. Um, Romans 8, still Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Um, this is just an encouragement as well. What shall... What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. That's another thing that we begin to declare. While we were working on having a baby, while we were trying to position ourselves uh, to, to work that whole thing out, that's something that we begin to declare. All things work together for our good, and nothing can stand against us because we know that God spoke this. Amen? Nothing can stop us because we know that God spoke this. Period. Who can stand against us? It doesn't matter who stands against us because the enemy has to, has to fall. The enemy has to bow. Period. And you know, this, just talking about the enemy, this is something, I think Pastor Annie had talked about this some too, but you know, we get, we get distracted because the enemy, he sounds so big. He sounds so big and mighty. You know, the truth is that there's nothing big about him. And we know the end of the story. Amen. But, you know, does your life reflect that you know the end of that story? Does your life reflect that you know that the enemy is defeated? Amen. We have to remind ourselves, remind and remind him, remind him exactly where he is and where he's going. Amen. So, but what happened in our situation? The enemy knew that God had something to get across to us. Amen. During revival, the, the enemy knew that God had something big for us, which he did. I'll show you that testimony in a minute. Um, but he tried to get us distracted from the promise, and he almost had us. As we were driving to Sonic to get a snack, he almost had us. Amen. But once we got over there in the spirit, man, that was it. That was settled. We don't care if interest rates go up. They can they go up. They can go up for the next 30 years. We don't care. It doesn't matter because interest, it doesn't matter what the interest rates are because our finances will increase as they need to to facilitate the life that God has for us, period. If God has to give me a raise at my job, he'll give me a raise at my job. If God has, whatever he has to do, he'll do it. Amen. Amen. So we decided, you know, right after that, like, I'm not calling that lender again, period. I'm not, I'm not giving her a chance to speak into our lives. No, I'm done with all that. We'll talk to her when we need to talk to her, when all this thing's getting all wrapped up. Um, when that day comes, we know it'll all be settled. Amen. But you know, it can be disappointing because we thought we were about $1,200 away from our savings goal. It turns out we're about $3,400 away from our savings goal. But you know what? I can trust the Lord for, you know, four or five grand. That, that can come to us today. That's, that's not that big of a deal. Amen. But the enemy, it's his plan to derail you, not with something huge. It's a series of small things to condition you to be comfortable leaving God's presence on the back burner. Amen. That's what it'll do. Your family will rise up. They'll demand your time. Amen. They'll demand, this is an emergency. You have to come right now. And it's always when you're at church, right? At least it is with my family. Amen. Hopefully my mom doesn't listen to this. That's a joke. She doesn't listen to the recordings. <clears throat> I don't think. 
she, she plays dumb really well if she does listen to the recordings because I've said some crazy things. But anyways, y- your family will rise up. Your family will rise up. They- they'll demand your time, your energy, always at the time that you have devoted to give yourself over to God. Why do you think it's so hard to read your Bible? You know, I'm going to read it before I go to sleep. You know that's a lie. <laughs> right? Because you go to do it, it never happens. It never happens. We have to be disciplined, knowing the word of God and, and, and walking that thing out. The enemy, he's not going to distract you with something giant. He's just not going to do that. He's going to distract you. It's like with COVID. I better not talk too much about that because we'll get way off track. But it's like with COVID. It's a series of small things to condition you to live in fear. I mean, I'm not saying anything one way or the other about COVID. I'm just saying that that's what happened. That's what happened in the body of Christ. There's a whole lot of people that got over in fear and not over in faith, distracted by something that's so small in comparison to the God that we serve. Amen. We have to resist the temptation to go that direction. Don't let the enemy derail you. Amen. When these things come up, we have to learn to not be so quick to run and correct it. Amen. To run and fix it. If it takes you out of his presence, it's likely a distraction. Remember that. If it takes you out of his presence, it's likely a distraction. And sometimes that can be hard. I mean, they can call you, hey, grandma's in the hospital. If it takes you out of his presence, it might be a distraction. You need to consider it. You really need to consider it. Amen. Amen. So one point that I'm trying to make here is don't skip out. Don't miss church. Amen. Show up. Show up 100% ready, ready to receive. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, resist the temptation to try to fix everything. Um, Something that Pastor Ziggy told me a long time ago is that God doesn't make hasty decisions. Man, that has helped me so much in my life. God doesn't make hasty decisions because, you, you know, David and Hilda experienced this, and thank God they had a good experience. But have you ever gone to buy a car, and they're like, listen, this deal is good for right now. You got, you got about 10 seconds. That's how they are. That's how car salesmen are. Don't walk out that door. I can't promise you that this car is going to be, these cars are selling like crazy. I can't promise you that this car is going to be. It's so tempting, too. Most people fall for that trap. I've fallen for that trap. We fell for that trap in A-list car. <laughs> Um, but it, it's tempting to fall into that trap, but that's, we, we can't live a lifestyle that way. We can't live a lifestyle where we run to everything to try to fix it, to try to, to try to attain it in that moment, because God always has better for us all the time. Um, I had somebody reach out to me on uh, Facebook for my detailing business. Hey, I can get you these leads. I can get you all these leads. You just got to sign up for this, which I'm like, that sounds like a scam. You ever get a message on Facebook? You're like, that's a scam. I know that's a scam. But this was from somebody that I know. She's like, I can get you all these leads. I work for this company. It only costs you this much money. I'm like, well, let me think about it. Let me consider, email me the info, and I'll, I'll think about it. I'm going to consider it. No, I can, this, it's only good for this conversation right now. Well, all right, then. You got your answer, then. I don't make hasty decisions, period. Thank God I didn't go out down that route because God has been blessing me. big. T- I've lost customers and gained five, six, seven regulars in their place in the last several months. God, I, I don't need something like that. God, God gets across to me all that I have need of. Amen. So don't be so quick to try to run and correct something. We can't miss out on our promise to nurse circumstance. Amen. 
We can't, don't skip out on promise to nurse circumstance. That's not the plan of God for your life. His promise is always greater. It's always true. And the only way that we access his promise is by faith. Amen. We, we, we can only access his promise by faith. I was listening to Bill Winston yesterday. I detailed Rachel's car. I was listening to Bill Winston and, and man, he was getting me all stirred up, all kinds of stirred up because, you know, he talks about faith. And he doesn't talk about faith in a way that makes you feel good about your faith. He talks, he talks about faith in a way that you're like, man, I'm missing out on something that God has. I'm missing out on a whole aspect of God that I didn't recognize until this moment right now. But he was talking about how we have to uh, access, access God's promise by faith. You know that um, faith without works is dead. Amen? The way that Bill Winston said it is this. Faith without corresponding action is dead. We have to have corresponding action to our faith. Amen? Amen. So it doesn't matter what you see. What you see is a poor indicator of where you're at in receiving his promise. Amen? It's a very poor indicator. Because right on the other side of the worst experiences I've ever had in my life, I walked into extreme blessing. Amen? Right on, immediately on the other side. I walked, I walked into a season of blessing that hasn't ended. It hasn't gone away. He keeps pouring himself out. Right, on, right at, the, at the very end of the hardest things that I've ever gone through, he poured himself out on me. Amen? It's a, what, you, what you see is a poor indicator of where you're at. So that's why, that's why we're not led by what we see. We're led by what he says. We're led by his spirit. That's why you need to stay filled, full of the Holy Ghost. Amen? So that as he leads you, you know where to go. Amen. So it doesn't matter what you see. Amen. Numbers uh, thir chapter 13. Ayla's going to get mad at me if I don't give her a shout out. This is something that the Lord really began to speak to Ayla about. I told her I was going to tell him, the Lord spoke to me. She said, God's going to get you for that. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase some of it, and then we're going to re read some of it. In the beginning of this, of this chapter, the Lord spoke to Moses, and he said, uh, send out men, send out these spies into this land, um, into the land of Canaan. I'm giving you guys this land. Send out these spies, one from each tribe. Amen. And Moses told the people, hey, I need you all to go out, right? I need you all to go out. Go in there for, I believe it was 40 days. Check it out, see how it looks, get to know the people, see if they just have houses or if they have strongholds. See if the people are weak and see if the people are strong. See if they're wealthy, see if they're poor. You know, ex examine it, examine all, all, all that this land has. And so the, the spies go out and they come back. So I'm skipping a whole giant chunk just so you don't have to read all that. You get to the right part here. I'm going to read this in the English Standard Version. At verse uh, 25. At the end of 40 days, they returned from spying out the land, and they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel. Amen. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them, we came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Amen. That's a good word right there by itself. It's exactly what God said it was. We went to this land, and it's exactly what he said it was. It's exactly how he described it. All that he said he would get to us, and all that he said that he would give to us is in that land that he says belongs to us. It's all there, just like he said. It would have been great if they, they would have just stopped there. 
It would have been great if they didn't say anything else. Amen? But then they go on. Verse 28, it says, however. Say that with me, however. however. You know that's not good if it starts out with that, however. That means that something contrary to what we know is truth, it flows with milk and honey. Some, they're about to say something contrary to God's, God's word, to God's truth, what God said. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. I don't know, really know how to say that. The uh, uh, Amalekites, that's a tough word to say. The Amalekites dwell in the land, I don't know how to say that either, Negeb. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. Amen. We're going to read verse 30 here in a second, but just to summarize that. So basically what they said was, all of these people, all of these strong people are all in these giant cities that are fortified really well, and they're, all that God has for us is behind all of these people. It's behind all of these walls. But I think about this, and I think that God said to them, this is the land that I will give to you, right? If God, it doesn't matter what it looks like, right? If God says it's mine, it's mine, period. Thank God for Caleb. Verse 30, it says, but Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and occupy it for we are well able to overcome it. That's contrary to what the spies came back and said, right? Because the spies said that these are strong people in fortified cities. And Caleb is saying, we are well able to overcome it. Why were they well able? Right, because the Lord was on their side. Because God said to them, this is yours. When you get a revelation of what is yours, there is nothing that can stop you from receiving that, except for you. There's not a single thing, there's not a single person that can stand in front of you. There is nothing that can stand in your way of what God has for you, period. Amen. So in our, our situation, when it came to getting pregnant, there was nothing that could stop us. And it's tempting because, you know, you start thinking things, well, maybe we should go to the doctor. Maybe we need to go to the doctor and see what the doctor has to say. To believe the report of the doctor, you know, had we done that and they took a look at things, they probably would have found something. Because that's what doctors do. They find stuff. That's, that's what they, they find stuff that's wrong with you. Amen. So... Thank God we didn't do that. We were almost there, though. We, talked, we discussed it. We were like, hey, let's just go get things checked out and see, um, you know, kind of what's going on here. Maybe something's just off and we just need to fix it, and we'll figure that out. That's not faith talking. Amen. Thank God for doctors. They have their place for sure. Um, when it comes to that baby being delivered, I'm going to let the doctor do all that work. I'm not going to do that myself. Thank God for doctors. Amen. <laughs> I told Ayla, I told Ayla, I'm going to be down there catching. She's like, no, you're not. <laughs> Amen. But thank God that we did not allow ourselves to get to that place where we let circumstance tell us when we were going to have a baby. Because we decided as soon as we got married, we were like, Let's do this. Let's have a baby. I think that that weekend that we came back after we had gotten married, that weekend we came back, I think that's when we first started saying, oh, we're not waiting. We're doing it. We're having a baby. We're, we're having a baby. And now this is just over a year later, and we're seeing uh, the promise of that. It's incredible, too. They got all these apps and stuff now, show you what the baby looks like. I don't really care too much to see what the baby looks like at the moment because it's they're kind of freaky. You know, baby's eyes are like on the side of its head for a period of time. I don't want to see all that. 
It's just weird. I didn't make a joke, though. I'm like, how'd they get that picture of our baby? It's not really a picture of the baby. It's just, you know what I'm saying. Amen. <clears throat> you can laugh. It's okay. But we know Moses sent out spies, and Caleb was the only one, really, that got over there in faith. And he began to declare what God said. God said that he would give us this land, right? Faith doesn't care about circumstance. And faith doesn't care about manifestation. We care about manifestation. Our flesh cares about manifestation. We want manifestation. But when it comes to faith, faith manifestation is irrelevant. It's 100% irrelevant when it comes to faith. What, what, uh, what it is that you're looking for is not going to be received when, when you're using your eyes to look for it. It can only be received. You can only access it by faith. You have to receive it. And just like everything else in the kingdom of God, you receive it by the Spirit. You allow the Spirit to deposit that in you. Amen. And that's what happened when we got the revelation on what was holding us back from, from having a baby. What was holding us back was our, our words. It was our mouth. We were saying, we're trying. We're, we, we really want this thing. We really hope. You know, hope and faith are not the same thing. You can hope all day long, and hope's not, it's not going to get you anywhere. Amen. So we began to change what we said, and that's really what, what happened. We, we, said the, we said the right thing, but the manifestation was irrelevant because after we decided that, we were ready. It's like, what is it? I mean, it's, it's a matter of seconds before we know. It's a, it, there is nothing that's going to stop this baby from coming now, so we better get ready. We better go start looking at houses. Um, we, we were convinced for sure that it was uh, going to be a girl. I was just short of saying, I really feel in my spirit. Thank God I didn't because that was wrong. It's a boy. <laughs> but I mean, I was, that's how confident I was. I'm like, this is going to be a girl. I know it's going to be a girl. We're like, we're not even going to talk about boy names because why are we going to talk about boy names and this is going to be a girl? Which I'm glad that we didn't talk about it as well because that is something I wanted to share too here in a minute. But we can't believe the report of our, our bodies. We can't believe the report of what it is that we see. We have to believe the report of the Lord. God's report over your life is a good report. Amen? It's not just a good report. It's a great report. It's the best report. He doesn't have little for you. He has a lot. We serve a God, a God of superabundance. So I want to tell you this, too, uh, while I'm thinking, while it's stirring in me, because this is what the Lord just spoke to me. He said, whatever it is that you have need of, reach out and receive it right now. So reach out and receive it right now by faith. If it's finance, reach out and receive it by, right now. If it's health, reach out and receive it right now. Amen? Amen. Reach out, whatever you have need of. Whatever you have need of, reach out and receive it. It's yours. It belongs to you. If he said it's yours, it belongs to you. Period. Amen. Can I have that to me? Thank you. Amen. It belongs to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you're awesome. I don't know about you, but I definitely sense God's presence right now in this moment. Just lift your hands up and begin to minister to the Lord. Begin to praise his name. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for who you are. Lord, you're incredible. <laughs> yes, I should the Lord tell me this is a word. This isn't just a word for us. This is a word for all of us here in this building that we're walking from a time where we have sown much to walking into a time where we receive much. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm thinking about that song that we sang, that song, Let It Rain. 
um, open the floodgates of heaven. I declare in the name of Jesus that the floodgates of heaven are being opened right now. And we receive all you have for us, Lord. Amen. This is a good time. This is a good season. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. I'm just trying to get some. Hang on just a minute. I'm just trying to get some direction from him. Amen. Amen. We're going to wrap it up here in just a second. So we can say what we see or we can align our mouth with his word. I choose to align my mouth with his word. And any time that I don't align my mouth with his word, Ayla's there to remind me of what he says. Amen. <laughs> I would like to say that I do that for Ayla quite a bit too, but really she does that a lot for me. Nearly every day I'll say something and she's like, that doesn't sound like faith to me. You know what? You're right. I need to stop saying that, right? She's being nice. She said sometimes. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> we have to align our mouths with what, what it is that he has said. You know, God spoke to me. Let's see. It was in, during the Newcastle revival. So it would have been 2011. Thank you. It would have been 2011. And he spoke to me and he said, You'll, this is exactly how he said it to me. I'll never forget this. I'll, I will never forget this. He said, you'll never work another secular job another day in your life. And I'm like, thank God. Praise the Lord. I was working at Sonic at that time. I mean, I was 16 years old. Maybe a little older than that. 16 or 17, somewhere around there. I was working at Sonic. It was horrible. Who's the, Andrew, Andrew's actually the reason I started working at Sonic, because he worked at Sonic. I should have known, because right when I started working at Sonic, he stopped working at Sonic. <laughs> but he was, he was back there slinging conies, and man, yeah, that was an experience. Yeah, so I, at that time, I was crying out to the Lord, because I know that God had called me to the ministry. I knew that, I mean, nearly right after I got born again, I, I, the Lord began to deal with me about ministry, and, you know, he gave me that word, and again, he's stirring me in this season. We've been talking about it a lot, because I've worked about five other secular jobs since then, but you know what I have, I have not done? I have not yielded myself to that temptation that says, you know, maybe I didn't hear the Lord. Maybe I missed it. No, every time I get a new job, I'm like, Lord, this is the last secular job I'm ever going to work. I'll never work another secular. This is the last one, period. This is it. This settles it. This is done. Um, that boosted my faith, and I, I didn't fall for that trap. I believe that that season, we're, we're going to walk into that season uh, because that's the truth of his word. That's what he said to us. That's what he said to us by the Spirit. Amen. We have to yield our mouths to what it is that he has said. Don't yield your mouth to what it is that you think. Andrew, Andrew the Holy Spirit just reminded me of this. Andrew, he used to be on the worship team. He's an honorary guest every now and then now. He, he has a new contract signed every now and then. I think that's about the way that he says it. Yeah, he's got a one-week contract every couple of weeks. Amen. But Andrew said something one time. We, we were telling uh, Brandon and Rachel this um, last night, that Andrew and I, we lived together. I think we lived together for five, like five years. It felt like 15. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way. Truthfully, I don't mean that in a bad way. It just seems like that was the longest stretch of my life 
Um, and one of the most, we talk about it all the time, that that was one of the most incredible times of life because we just saw God do such awesome stuff. Um, but Andrew and I lived together and he was mad about something one day and he came back to our apartment. And he was talking about the worship team, um, like so many on the worship team like to do. Amen. Um, maybe that was a little rebuke there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, anyways, Andrew, he was talking about the worship team. He's like, I'm mad. You know, so-and-so's doing this. So-and-so's doing this. I can't do this anymore. I'm going to quit. This was a long time ago. This was, he didn't just like, quit. That's, that's not what happened. But uh, this was a long time ago. And, you know, I was listening to him talk, and I, was, and I was about to say, I was about to say something that would have made his flesh feel really good. But what came out of my mouth was, don't complain, pray. You remember that? That's what I said. I said, don't complain, pray. You know, that's what we need to be doing in this season. As everything looks crazy, well, bite inflation. Yeah, it looks bad, but you know what doesn't look bad? God's plan for your life. Gas prices, they're just, it doesn't matter. That's just, don't, don't say what you see. Say what he says. Amen. Don't say, this is a season where we can't just say what we see. It's not, what we see is not good. Well, Russia invaded Ukraine, nuclear war, blah, blah. It, it doesn't matter. That's all irrelevant. Amen. We have to say what he says. Amen. Amen. Bill Winston, he said something else yesterday too. He said, dominion means demand. God's given you dominion, and that means demand. Last night we were sitting in bed. I was eating my third fudge pop for the day, and... <laughs> Thank you, Shelby. <laughs> I keep, people keep telling Ayla, you have to remember the one the one thing that I wish people would have told me is that you're not eating for two. And I'm always like, yeah, she's not eating for two. I'm eating for two. Amen. <laughs> so I'm I'm sitting there eating. Ayla, she coughs. <laughs> Sounded like Ted coughing uh, before you know he got sick and all that stuff. Um, she coughs. I said, stop coughing. And then I just went on doing what I was doing, eating my fudge pop and putting some notes together. And then I was sitting there, and I, this fear came over me. And I was like, what did I just do? And I, I, I turned to her, I said, Bill Winston said that dominion means demand. I was just demanding. <laughs> Bill Winston told me to do it. I'm, she said, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> had I not clarified, you all may have been going to my funeral this morning. <laughs> But when I turned, she was looking at me like, are you for real right now? Bill Winston says, dominion means demand. If God gave us dominion, why are we spending time reasoning with the devil? Or praying to God to remove an obstacle that he gave you authority to speak to and to remove. Amen? Amen. You know, the Bible in Mark 11, it says, say unto this mountain. It doesn't say, pray unto God and he will move the mountain. That's not what it says. It says, say unto this mountain. He gave you the authority, right? Amen. It's like somebody manifesting an evil spirit, something like that. And we go and we're like, Lord, please, just let that spirit come out of him, Lord. If it be your will. That's not what the word of God says. God gave us authority. We can't, so we have to be careful what we pray. Don't pray something dumb. Don't, don't pray and expect God to do something when he already did something. Amen. He gave you the authority to do it. Amen. So faith without works is dead means um, faith without corresponding action. Make sure that your action is corresponding and that corresponding action is obedience to his word and to his spirit. I thought that we did a 
really fantastic job during uh, the revival meetings when the Holy Spirit would begin to deal with people to dance, to shout, to jump, uh, to run. Gil, man, had I not been behind that sound booth stuck next to Joe or Marissa or somebody else, uh, I, I would have taken out running with you. I about climbed over the thing, but I guess my faith just wasn't there. <laughs> Amen. But responding in obedience to the Spirit of God is what leads to the manifestation of His promise. So, you know, we, we, we try all these different things to get God to manifest Himself. We try all these different things to get Him to show up, right? We, we try to work our faith in this kind of way. The only thing that gets God to manifest, and it's not really even that way, the only thing that will cause God to manifest what he said that he would do is obedience to the Spirit of God, to be obedient, to do what God told you to do. Uh, Gil and Shawnee, he spoke out and gave somebody a word. That may have been the first time that he's ever done that before. I don't really know. Um, but when he spoke out, man, the Lord began to talk to me and began to tell me, man, Gil's about to, all that Gil has been crying out for, he's about to receive. He's about to receive it. And just like that, because he, he finally stepped out. He finally stepped out. And I believe that during this revival, you saw the, that promise in a measure. You, you, you experienced something you've never experienced before. And that was amazing. Amen. So today I want to encourage you with this, and then I'll be done. Um, see it done today. Whatever it is that you have need of, see it finished. If you're in need of debts being paid off, see it finished. See, see, see yourself. Now, don't see. I don't. I want to encourage you with this. Don't, don't see yourself working to get that debt paid off. Don't see yourself that way. See yourself with cash in hand, already done. Cash in hand, taking your cash to the bank, taking your cash to your debtor, and putting it in their hands, and, and your debt being paid off. Because you don't know what avenue God wants to bring it to you. I've, I've told this testimony before that I, I got myself out there in faith. I'm like, Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm believing you. I got to pay this debt off. I'm trusting you. I, I know that I can do it in, in about 39 monthly payments of this amount. Well, when in, in my head, it sounded good until I let it come out of my mouth, and I, I realized, that's not right. That's not the way to do this thing. So the Lord began to tell me, do you want to do it your way, or do you want me to do it my way? That debt was paid off in a month and a half, between a month and a half and three months' time, that debt was paid off. Amen. And it, it was paid off for less than half of what I owed. Amen. So don't, don't resist any avenue that God's trying to get something across to, to you. I know God's trying to get across to us the last little bit of money that we need, the last little bit that needs to come into our hand for this house. Um, maybe the whole rest of it, maybe the whole whatever, 200 and whatever thousand dollars. That can come to us today. So we're, I'm saying that because we're, join, we're, we're joining our faith together right now, believe, because you have to, when the Holy Spirit shows up and he's talking to you about something, he begins to illuminate something, you need to act on it in that moment. We're acting on it right now. Our house is paid for in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our house is paid for in the name of Jesus. It's done. It's finished. Amen. Amen. Stand up with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So in our pursuit of revival... Remember, put things in check. If it seems like a distraction, it probably is. If it takes you out of his presence, it definitely is. We have to resist the temptation to get over there and to allow the enemy to rule our lives. Amen.
We have to resist the temptation to allow the enemy to, 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 to distract us from fulfilling all that God wants us to do. I believe that the revival meetings that we had could have gone such a, to such a higher level. I believe that that was God's plan. I had a dream. I texted Pastor Ziggy before the revival. I had a dream about the revival meetings. In my dream, I saw the fire of God being poured out from heaven and hitting our church building and our people. I saw a fire dropping from heaven and hitting our church building. And I saw people coming from all over the city trying to figure out what was going on. You know, we saw that in a very small measure, but it wasn't, what, it, it wasn't the measure that God had for us, for sure. You know, part of that is probably because of our flesh and yielding to our flesh and allowing ourselves to be distracted. Part of that, um, you know, just could be we weren't ready for that quite yet. Um, there's, there's lots of factors that could be in, involved in that, but I think it's important that we make sure that we continue to pursue the Spirit of God because that set of revi revival meetings has come to an end, but we are not done. Amen. I don't know when you guys walked in the building today, but that spirit of revival is still here with us. He's still stirring in us. He's still stirring in our hearts, and we need to yield ourselves to the Spirit of God in our worship. Man, we need to yield ourselves over there to the Spirit of God in our worship. Amen. So I want to encourage you, get over there and stay over there. Amen. I said something about a nap the other day. Um, I, I told Ayla, I said, this is like getting in the presence of God. We're going to go home and take a nap. We got to get in fast and stay in long. Amen. That's what we need to do in his presence. We need to get in fast. We need to stay in long. We need to receive all that, it, all that he has for us, all that it is that he's trying to get across to us today, not tomorrow. Tomorrow is not your day. Tomorrow is not, it's, next week is not your day. Next year, today is your day. So whatever it is that you have need of, all that you're trying to receive, all that you're, all, all that you're, you're, you're stretching your faith out there for, today is your day. See it done today. Receive it today. Because when you receive it, that's when you'll see the manifestation of his promise. Once it's received by the Spirit, you'll, you'll, you'll see the manifestation. There's nothing that can stop it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, I'm going to close this out in prayer. Hilda, did you have something you were going to say? I don't remember. Okay. Yes, Pastor Andy's going to come. I'm going to close this out in prayer. Pastor Andy's going to come. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to gather. Lord, you're incredible. Lord, you're awesome. We worship you, Jesus. Lord, as we go out of here, I just pray that you continue to go with us. Fill us full from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. God, I pray that you would continue to stir us throughout the day today. Lord, I pray that this whole week that your people would be stirred so that as we gather uh, next Sunday in this building, as we gather, God, we gather ready, ready to receive all that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen.